This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up on today's show, we get you the details on the upcoming Take a Kid fishing event. If you have kids, you want to be a part of this. We've got our Lake of the Week, and we check in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. We find out how the early season's going in the Park Rapids area. And, of course, we talk about his specialty. It's just over a week away. We talk musky. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well, then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck. And I'm probably going to need it. But luck is going to change. I can feel it. Paul Bunyan. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, checking in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. Isaiah, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be on, Kev. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we are into soft water season. We didn't know for sure a few weeks ago if that was going to happen. It did indeed. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, how much ice fishing did you get in, and how was your year out there on the ice? Yeah, you know, ice was an interesting uh, year this year as a season overall, just because of the conditions that we had. But I tell you what, when we were able to make it out, we we had a great season. You know, the the, the I would say the most challenging part was A, the conditions, and B, the travel. You know what I mean? But if you were able to get to your spots, the fishing was really good. Yeah, well, that's, I, and that's what I heard. I heard it's just a mess to get out there, but if you can get out there, get the hole drilled, uh, there are fish to be caught. And that seemed to be kind of a uniform report I got throughout the winter. Right, I would agree. And not only that, you know, sometimes more challenging years for, um, you know, anglers as a whole um, is, sometimes good for lakes because it means less anglers out on the ice sometimes too which is kind of nice you know for for guys that you know tends to go out no matter what the conditions like myself so i would say overall it was a fun year for sure yeah and certainly you know uh, certainly the big lakes like lake of the woods and red for example i know that the pressure on those lakes during ice fishing has changed dramatically with the advent 
uh, you know, of the big wheelhouses, and uh, and it's just more fishing pressure throughout the winter. So, yeah, getting a breather is not a bad thing. <laughs> right, and I it was just like you said with the wheelhouses, I think that was the most challenging part for a lot of anglers that like to use wheelhouses. You know, if, if you tend to stay portable, the, the, the opportunities were endless for most of the year, you know, as long as you had even if you're willing to walk or, a, you know, if you had tracks or a four-wheeler, those options were out there. But if you wanted to bring your wheeler, yeah, it was uh, definitely more of a challenging year on the ice fishing end, that's for sure. Well, we are into soft water season, and uh, what some people like you would call the real fishing season comes up in a couple of weeks. But we'll talk about those those mere walleyes right. this week. Uh, <laughs> how's it been the last uh, the first couple of weeks for you? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a fun season so far. It's been interesting in the fact that you know we had a you know late ice. And now we've just had this super warm spell, and the water temperatures have increased dramatically as far as our water temperatures go. So that has made the bite interesting in certain aspects. And the bite overall for a variety of species has been solid, but I will say it's really lake-dependent. You know, some lakes that are normally really good this time of year haven't kind of... Um, kicked off to a great start, while others have been really, really good. So I guess, you know, specifically in the Park Rapids area, it's very lake-dependent. Well, I don't know if you're willing to share those uh, those good lakes, but can you at least share what those the characteristics of some of the, uh, the lakes that are doing particularly well this year? Right. So I would say for sure, without a doubt, you know, you have to watch those water temperatures and everything. And um, the other thing is weed growth. You know, weeds can make a major difference as far as... Um, cover and as far as your ability to find active fish so those are the two biggest things that i found specifically in the park rapids area now as far as fish species go you know we had an a wonderful walleye opener we really did specifically on saturday and then on that same lake we were on the potato lake chain of lakes and that very next day we couldn't find them so it was you know it was pretty challenging uh as far as the weekend goes but on fishing opener that saturday specifically it was awesome but the very next day it was kind of like where'd they go they were in a completely different place so that's kind of what i mean as far as challenges so far this year we've had just an extreme amount of um increased um air temperatures that have just really heated up our water so it's it's we just you know obviously in the fishing world we like consistency the more consistent we we can have it it tends to you know um definitely help the fishing out that's for sure but every lake is different and and sometimes when you're having a big time struggle fest on a larger lake going to a smaller lake can be more productive so really being able to be mobile can make a major difference as far as putting more fish in the boat I got to think that uh, it's a jig, you know, every place else is jigging minnow bite, so I got to figure it's a jigging minnow bite shallow in your neck of the woods, too. Right, right. I would say the jigging minnow bite tends to be the, more, the most popular bite, but I'll be honest, um, I, I love fishing a jigging minnow, but on opener, <laughs> this is no lie. Everybody's like, what? You caught him that way? That's crazy. We used simply, we didn't even have um, the second lake we went to, at least on opener. We didn't even bring live bait with. We were using strictly crankbaits. And we weren't trolling them. We were actually casting these crankbaits into super shallow water, and it was by far the most productive bite. In fact, we were coming off the lake with other anglers who were using the live bait, and they said, ah, oh, it was okay, or oh, it was really kind of slow, while we had just a tremendous day using crankbaits, specifically on Saturday, um, and casting them up super, super shallow. So bottom line is don't be afraid to kind of go outside the um the box of thinking as far as when it comes to early season um walleye fishing and we were just using crankbaits believe it or not it was a lot of fun 
yeah, I mean, why not give it a try? If if the jig and minnow bite doesn't seem to be working, why not give something else a try? Um, speaking of minnows, though, what's your minnow situation in the Park Rapids area? Yeah, you know, I've been listening a lot to a lot of uh, the Paul Bunyan country here, and, and just like everybody else, it tends to be more challenging to come by uh, specific types of minnows. You know, your normal minnows, like your fatheads and your crappie minnows, they seem to be pretty per, in pretty good shape for the most part, you know. Um, but the shiner wise, it's it's definitely more of a challenge. I would say overall, not bad though. If I if I need them, I can find them. You know what I mean? We have three wonderful bait shops here in the Park Rapids area, so um, you know, be willing to check all the bait shops out. But for the most part, it's been pretty good considering you know as far as the reports go, how bad it was supposed to be. <laughs> um, and I still think it is pretty challenging to find good numbers of minnows. But when you, when I needed them, I was able to find them. Okay, and you know. Um, when it comes to early season fishing, we now have a catch and release bass season in conjunction with the walleye season. Did you hear of or did you partake in any bass fishing uh, the first two weeks so far? Absolutely. You know, you, obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about this soon, but, you know, my real love and the real season <laughs> that's coming up is muskies. And obviously, I love that, of course. But I'm a, I am love multi-species fishing. You know what I mean? Even when I'm walleye fishing, and man, if we can hook into a big smallmouth bass or a largemouth, I mean, that's just what makes it more fun. So I absolutely partake uh, in the, in the um, catch and release bass season and specifically the smallmouth bass bite here in the Park Rapids area. And the great thing about Park Rapids is we have quite a few smallmouth bass lakes. Um, and it's just been phenomenal, really, really fun. So, and they tend to be up pretty shallow now. Now they're getting closer to, you know, doing more of their spawning rituals, specifically on the smallmouth and wild, the largemouth bass here in most of our area lakes. Uh, on some of them have probably already finished up while others are kind of right in the middle of it. So again, lake dependence, but yeah, the bass season has been a lot of fun so far. You know, when I first started doing this show a long, long time ago in a galaxy semi far away, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was all about walleyes. You were a walleye guy and that's what you fished. And we talked to these guys and it's about walleye. And every now and then you get to talk to a guy who was a bass angler. Uh, and of course the musky anglers, but it was really, um, you know, pretty, you know, one thing. And the next generation, uh, which is you're a part of, uh, with social media and I think with just greater exposure to different types of fishing, they're just more open, and you're just more open, for example, to going out on the boat, and if the walleyes aren't biting, going for bass or going for crappies or whatever. Um, that's just That's just the new way of doing things. Just part of fishing, right? You know, I have a good group of uh, clients that we call, I call them definitely my friends. I've had them for quite some time, and they've always said the tug is the drug. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what fish species at the end of your line. If it's tugging, it's usually a pretty fun battle, and that's why that's why we go out fishing to begin with. So, and largemouth and smallmouth bass put up a great fight. They tend to be sometimes not always, but tend to be a little easier to catch in some cases. And they're dramatic. They jump. They play. You know, they put up a good tug, and you can catch them on almost anything from plastics to live bait. You name it, and and they're pretty willing biters. So that's what makes it fun, right? Mm-hmm. And even, you know, I would say even back to my childhood, it's one of the fish that I remember. I'm like, why aren't more people fishing for these? A, they they're so fun to catch, and they're a little bit more willing to bite. And that's really what got me into fishing to begin with, because. 
especially, you know, when I was into sports and everything, this gave me just another competitive avenue to, <laughs> to begin my fishing adventures. And that's how I really started is, is on the bass end. Of course, I love to catch walleyes and everything. But even going back to my childhood and back to those bass tournaments, man, I still love it. I enjoy bass fishing. They're a lot of fun to catch, and they're just fun to target for sure. Well, you know, another example of how things have changed and how the Internet and videos and things have, have opened up people's eyes to different things. Twenty-something years ago when I was talking to the late, great Ken Bresley over in Walker every winter about the Eelpot Festival, that was a joke festival. That was a they, – they were making fun of that fish. Now it's like the hot new exotic fish to, to go for it's a real thing, right? It's yeah. something in some cases taken really serious, too. You it's, know? So it's now a sport it's fish. Ama- I know, right? It's amazing how we've moved in the fishing industry, and I think moved in the correct direction for the yes. better. You know what I mean? It's just and having a little bit more serious when it comes to fish species like eel pout, it really opens up anglers' eyes to be like, hey, you know, these are fish, too, and they're a lot of fun to catch, so we need to protect them. You know what I mean? So I think it's for the better, for sure. We will check back in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service later on in the show and dive into some musky talk. But up next, we'll hear from Christina Regas. She's involved with Take a Kid Fishing, and it's coming up once again, plus our Lake of the Week. I'm Jason Durham smarter and better looking Jason and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in with Christina Regas of Take a Kid Fishing, which is coming up soon. Christina, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kev. Nice to be here. So Take a Kid Fishing is back, and um, you've been involved in this for a while now. How long? How many years have you been involved in the program? Um, well, if you don't count the two years of COVID we were done, I would probably say maybe six. Okay. And, yeah. And we are, uh, we're again, we're getting close. It's Wednesday, June 7th. That's the day of the event, correct? That's the day of the event. Yep. Um, we'll be, uh, we'll be running on area lakes all over that day. And, uh, you can still get registered for people who are listening and say, oh, I forgot to do that. It's not too late to get registered. It is not. So uh, registration closes on the 1st, June 1st at 5 o'clock. Um, and one of the benefits we have, we, we did an online registration form for the parents this year, and it's super easy, and it's been a huge change for us this year. So um, you just go to our website at org. And where the registration button is, you click registration, and it'll bring you right to the form, and we'll get you registered. So it's it's wonderful. And again, it's not, you know, print out an application, fill it out, and get it in. It's like register right there, hit enter, and you're good. It is. Perfect. Yeah. Um, they, can still, they can still print it off if they need to, like, hand it to somebody. That's, the old school is still an option, but the online is preferred now, and we get it really quick. And that way we can pile all our kids and get them assigned to our volunteer guides. 
and I think it's going to go really smooth this year. <laughs> I, well, it's it's uh, it's great to be able to do it that way, and the the cool thing is you don't even need credit card info because this is free. That is true. You know, most people don't remember that, but our event is one hundred percent supported by the community and our organization. So every kid that qual that signs up between the ages of ten and fifteen um, will get paired up with a volunteer guide. And they'll take them out from ten to five, ten to four for a for a day of for a day of fishing, and then and then we all come back to Bemidji State Park on uh, beautiful Lake Bemidji and have a great dinner and uh, take some pictures, and and the kids get to fillet their fish and keep their fish, and yeah, it's a wonderful day. Can't wait this year. So. That's the thing. We always have new people moving into the community who, you know, we always think everybody knows about it, but there's always new people moving into the community that maybe don't know about it, and maybe people who finally have kids that are ages 10 and up. Uh, this They maybe pay attention now that they have kids that could be a part of it. So for those who are still new to this uh, this incredible program that's been around a long time, tell them what happens that day. Okay, so the besides the fishing, the kids will get paired up with a volunteer guide. Um, we have them meet up at uh, Cameron Park in Bemidji to uh, meet with their guide. Their guide will take them to an area lake. Um, most likely there's, you know, one to two kids per guide. Um, they'll take them in their boat, bring them to an area lake for a day of fishing. Um, and it's not just Lake Bemidji. It can be Lake Irving. It can be... Uh, Turtle Lake, there's so many great fishing holes around our beautiful area that they'll be able to um, take part there. Um, once they're done fishing, um, the guides will bring them back to Bemidji State Park. And what we offer to them is um, a photo option. We have image photography that comes in and takes pictures of the kids with their stringers of fish. And the guides will help them fillet their fish and they can take that home with them. And then we have an amazing fish crew and our um, our catering from Raphael's that provide us with hot dogs and fish fry and coleslaw and the most amazing brownies you ever you ever have. <laughs> um, and again, everything is free. Um, the parents that pick the kids up at the Midget State Park are also welcome to take part in the fish fry. So um, again, like I said, without our without our great um, volunteers, uh, the community that helps uh, fund our organization, we wouldn't be able to do this for this day. But we're we're really excited for this year. Well, um, is there anything you need help with? I mean, people listening that might want to volunteer, can you still use them? We can always use people. I'll tell you one of the things that we've recognized um, as we reach out to all our volunteers, we have some people that have been with us since day one, 35 years ago, and, you know, and some of those guys, they've been fishing for their whole life. They're, they still want to take part and the, their wives want to take part, but they're just not, they just don't get in the boat as often. So if they want to come down and help fillet fish, they want to come down and help us with the day with the kids, um, send the kids off at Cameron Park. We can always use help. Um, there's, there's, there's no, there, so help serve the food. Mm-hmm. There's no, shortage of manpower that we can have all right so um it's it again it's quite an event how it's been going i lose track how many years this thing has been going now 
this this would be officially 35 years. I mean, we did take two years off because we couldn't do it during COVID, but we're just keep on rolling. So, wow. long time. Yeah, yeah, 35 years of taking kids fishing, and every single year it's been absolutely free. This year, no exception. Again, the uh, the website for people if they want to get their kids registered before uh, June 1st. Yes, yes. So June 1st by 5 p.m., please. And our website is BemidjiTKS.org. Registration link is right on the main page. Click on that, fill out the information, send it in, and we'll get you paired up with a, with a guide here in the next week or so. So if you're thinking about something, school's, school's out. School's going <laughs> out everywhere. Keep look. People are starting to sign their kids up for all sorts of things, but don't forget this day. Yeah, it's a, if you, it, your kids like to fish, this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, my kids have all taken part of it, and it's uh, great memories. They've lo- they've loved it, and it's it's always a great day to be a part of. So, uh, be sure you take advantage of that. Christina Regis is from the Take a Kid Fishing Committee. Christina, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, I just want to thank everybody that's that's supported us in the past. There's so many wonderful businesses that support us financially. They support us with donations um, and all of our guides and all of our volunteers. We have we have fisher guides that have been that have been helping since day one. And there are times when we'll like get last minute kids signing up, and and we've had people that'll be like, "Call me if you need you if you need me, but I don't know if I have time to guide this year." And we'll have desperate for another person to call them back, and they'll be there. They'll always be there, and we're so grateful to have those folks that um, know how big of an uh, impact this organization is into the community and to the kids and to the youth that are interested in, you know, doing this sport that they will never say no. So we, we thank you to everybody. Christina, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kev, for having me. Appreciate it. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's fishing Paul Bunyan Country's Lake of the Week. We're headed over to the Grand Rapids area, checking in with Dave Weitzel, who is the area supervisor over there. Dave, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, we're going to look at another, another one of those small lakes. Uh, this one is a little bit north of, was it Sand, did you say, Rush Island? Yep, Sand Lake. So if you know where Sand Lake is, that's your best bet in finding it quickly. Yeah, yep, the, the, that's the best way. Um, you know, if you're coming from uh, over in Grand Rapids, you'd end up taking County Road 35, uh, which junctions with uh, County Road 36, which will take you north, um, and then it actually turns into a road called 130, and the access is on uh, County Road 130. When we uh, when we do Lakes of the Week, it's often, you know, those lakes we don't talk about most of the time. We just kind of want to feature something new and unique, and so Rush Island is one of those. And when you look at those smaller, out-of-the-way lakes, like we've mentioned a couple times, Dave, again, we're talking panfish, bass, northerns. That seems to be what you'll find in those lakes. Yeah, and that's uh, a good way to describe Rush Island as well. Yeah, it looks like you've got uh, any number of uh, types of uh, panfish. You got crappies, you got bluegills, you've even got uh, looks like some some pumpkin seeds in there. 
Yeah, we do. Um, I think uh, we actually surveyed the lake in 2021, and, and um, you know, to, to me, what I took home from it was a pretty good bluegill fishery uh, with some larger fish than what we've traditionally seen out there. So we were seeing some fish over eight and a half inches, uh, which a lot of anglers feel is a pretty high quality bluegill, uh, and, and good numbers of them. Uh, so it, it, it's a lake where you could go and, you know, for folks that like maybe harvesting higher numbers of these uh, medium-sized bluegills, Rush Island is a great place to have that opportunity. Um, like most of our lakes, the crappie fishery is quite cyclical, but it can be very good at times, and it can produce large crappies at times. Um, so it's one of those lakes that uh, you might want to hit uh, once a summer, um, there won't be uh, great crappie fishing every year, but uh, when you time it right, you might be really uh, happy with the, the crappies that you're catching. How is the bass bite out there? Uh, bass seem to be pretty rare, but with that said, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do much electrofishing on the lake to really characterize the population. Uh, but it seems like uh, you know what you'd find would be largemouth bass. The habitat really isn't suitable for smallmouth bass. Um, but there is good habitat for the largemouths, probably lower numbers, um, but when you have those low-density bass populations, oftentimes you can have some really large fish. And it uh, looks like you've got plenty of northerns in that lake. Yeah, the, the, the northern uh, population has been quite high, um, which means that you can have really good action for catching high numbers of pike. Um, but uh, when you get these high-density pike populations, the size quality often isn't all that great. Uh, now, with that said, Rush Island's maybe a little bit better than the typical, um, you know, quote-unquote hammer handle factory uh, in the sense that there are a lot of fish between 19 and 22 inches. Uh, so folks that want to go out there and take advantage of the 10-fish limit uh, and focus on harvesting some of these smaller fish, uh, it's a great spot to do that. It's uh, a lake that uh, is in the, uh, at least partially in the forest. I see there's a U.S. Forest Service carrion uh, uh, access near the old campground, but there's also a, a nice uh, DNR access as well. There is, yep. It's uh, earthen access, but it's a very good one. Um, you know, you wouldn't have a problem launching most boats there. Uh, and it's a very scenic lake. Um, there's a few cabins on the lake, but much of the shoreline doesn't have any development. Uh, so it's a very pretty place to, to what a line. Yeah, and it gives you that chance to, you know, see some turtles swimming by and loons and, you know, the things that uh, maybe you don't see as often on lakes that have a lot of boats uh, ripping through them. Right, yep. Okay. Anything else about Rush Island we should know? Uh, well, it uh, at times can actually be a little bit of a sleeper walleye lake. Um, so that's something that uh, if you're up that way, you might want to give it a try. This last survey, it happened that the walleye numbers were down a bit, uh, but there have been periods when um, there's been uh, you know a few more walleyes than we would have expected for this kind of a lake. And again, the uh, the best way to get there, uh, if you head over toward uh, Sand Lake uh, and work your way up on County Road 36. Uh, that will junction with the County Road 130. Uh, just follow that around uh, almost to the end of the road, and you'll go uh, right to the boat access. All right. It's Rush Island Lake, our Lake of the Week. Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office with the details. Dave, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. When we return, we pick it up with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service and talk about his favorite fish. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up. And this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. 
Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Get hooked on Bemidji this summer where you can catch fish as legendary as Paul Bunyan himself. From panfish and walleye to pike, bass, and the elusive muskie, Bemidji provides an exceptional fishing opportunity for all. Immerse yourself in the Northwoods setting and experience the natural wildlife Bemidji has to offer. Find out more at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji, one step further. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nifflor Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. All right, it's time to check back in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. Well, let's talk about those real fish that uh, you'll be fishing for a couple of weeks, muskies. Um, I know you love fishing muskies, and I know you have plenty of options of where to fish muskies in this neck of the woods. Right, right. Man, I am so excited. I, you know, I've been, for lack of a better term, it's so fun going for a variety of species. We were, I was just out fishing for crappies last night, and we just got into a ton of them. You know, just so many of them, plus the bass and the walleye bites have been solid. So I'm used to catching numbers of fish here in May. Now, when we get to June, it's a different ball game. I mean, I'm pumped if we can put one or two fish in the boat, right? That's, that's how we live and breathe when it comes to the musky side of things. Um, but I am super excited. I really think it'll be um, a solid bite. It will be kind of interesting to figure out if these fish will still be up super shallow based on the late ice. But now that we've had a completely different, a really quite hot warming trend, especially looking into next week with, you know, um, air temperatures in the low to mid-80s, uh, it'll be interesting to see if a lot of these fish have ventured out of the shallows and into that open water bite where they're mainly targeting ciscos and tulipy and stuff and whitefish. So it'll be it will be an interesting bite, but I'm really excited for it, and I'm ready for um, I'm ready to throw some big baits. Have you is is your little guy into muskies yet? You know, I I take I was just out with my youngest son who's only two years old. I was just out with him yesterday catching a bunch of crappies, and he he enjoys that. But both my sons enjoy fishing. I would say on the muskie end, they they definitely come with me, but they're really excited to see the fish. But they often ask, hey, Dad, are we going for fish where we catch a lot of them or, or are we just happy to see them? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely know what I'm talking about depending on what uh, species we go out to target. But, yeah, they definitely enjoy beating out on the boat and, and hanging out with Dad, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, taking, t- talking about muskies, of course, you know, we've got casts, we've got leech, we've got, uh, you know, plantagenet, bemidji all in our area. Uh, Elk Lake in, in, in Itasca is a great place. And uh, and man trap has turned into an, an amazing fishery. Yeah, you know, I think Park Rapids. I, I'll be honest, I'm quite uh, excited, or I should say, blessed to be in the area that I am. Obviously, the Bemidji area lakes are quite well known for their muskies, of course. But even being from Park Rapids, I'm not that far away for a quick short drive to a lot of those Bemidji area lakes that you talked about. You know, even if from Park Rapids, if I head west. I can get right to all the Detroit area lakes, and they have a pretty good musky population. And of course, I'm only 25, 30 minutes from Leech Lake, yeah, which is obviously <laughs> a, yeah, a booming musky body of water, and it's been uh, a great body of water to fish for muskies for many, many years. But right here in Park Rapids, we've got some great area lakes as well, just like you said, Elk Lake and Itasca State Park, as well as Big Man Trap Lake. And the great thing about Big Man Trap Lake is it tends to be a little bit shallower body of water it does have plenty of deep water but it's got a lot of backwater bays and shallow water areas that tend to warm up pretty quick so it's a pretty popular bite for muskies early in the season and if anglers do venture out there they'll probably see that because there will be a pretty a decent amount of pressure out there on fishing opener but it's a really fun body of water and it's a, a lot 
uh, kind of like two different lakes. You got those shallow water areas and those backwater bays, and plus you got what I call the big body of water out on the main lake that tends to be a little bit deeper, and and you have a lot of sunken humps and uh, weedy sunken islands that are great and fun to fish as well. So it really adds to the opportunity. And the great thing about big man trap is just there's not a lot of um, houses on the lake, so you kind of get that backwoods feeling you know what i mean as far as being in the outdoors and same thing with elk there's not one house on elk lake so it's all wooded all the way around and it's a fairly small body of water so it's it's not too intimidating for the angler it's like wow i can't handle leech with my boat well elk lake is a great option for that you know so yeah we definitely have some pretty sweet opportunities right here in the park rapids area yeah that's for sure um so that's uh, that's still a couple weeks away though, but I'm sure you're you're you know taking taking reservations for trips. Uh, how do we go about getting a trip with uh, go, with the uh, You Bet Guide Fishing Guide Service? Yeah, they can. There's a bunch of different ways they can get in uh, touch with me. They can simply check out all my social media platforms, uh, and that's just simply at You Bet Fishing Guide Services, or check out my website at You Bet Fishing Guide Sir You Bet Fishing Guide Services or simply just give me a call, um, 218-308-8695. So how did you get into muskie fishing? What uh, what triggered you? Yeah, you know, um, I have a good buddy who um, who is also a teacher, and uh, he lives, who actually lives in Baudette and teaches at Lake of the Woods School District. And we went to school together at Bemidji State University, and he actually had a lake home uh, in the Longville area lakes on what is called Lake Wabadoo, which is a, a very uh, great muskie lake in its own right. Um, it doesn't have quite the popularity for muskies that, as it did in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it's still a really fun muskie body of water. It's called Lake Wabadoo. And he's, he's probably the one that really got me into it. Plus, obviously, we went to high school together, and we went to college together. We were uh, our roommates our freshman and sophomore year at Bemidji State University. And being in Bemidji, we made plenty of trips uh, across the border to Lake of the Woods and other musky bodies of water, and that's really kind of what, what got the drive going is uh, fishing, Canada, fishing Canadian waters for muskies. Man, it was just, boom, this is just like the coolest thing in the world. And that's really when I started educating myself and really just reading all about it from musky magazines to you name it, and it's just, it, it hasn't left me. It's still in my heart, still in my soul, and I just live and breathe it. I, it's so much fun. Hmm. Um, where are you from originally, Isaiah? Yeah, so I'm originally from southern Minnesota, a small town called Winthrop. Okay. It was a three-town consolidated school district known as GFW, which stands for Gibbon Fairfax Winthrop. It's a fairly small school, you know, on the basketball side of things, baseball side of things. It was like a 2A size as far okay. as sports go and everything. Um, so, um, yeah, it's fairly small, but a wonderful community, uh, very big into the farming type of community, but not a lot of water. So <laughs> I knew both my buddy and I knew we wanted more water. We wanted more wood. So that's one of the reasons, uh, main reasons we went to Bemidji State University. Yeah. That, uh, that drives a lot of uh, kids up to Bemidji yes, State Yes, it does University. for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, before we wrap it up, do you have time for a fast five? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Three, Fast five. Isaiah, go back to your early days. What was the first fish you ever caught? You know, I would you know I would imagine it was probably a sunny or a crappie, but the first one that I remember, speaking of bass, because we've already talked a little bit about smallmouth and largemouth bass, was definitely a bass. I can even remember the exact lure I caught it on. It was a topwater popper. 
And that's when I said, like, wow, why aren't we fishing for bees, Dad? These are so much more fun than sunnies and crappies. But even though I do enjoy sunny and crappie fishing. But, yeah, the one I remember the most was without a doubt a largemouth bass, for sure. How old were you, and, and where were you fishing? Yeah, so I, I can even tell you it was on Lake Marion, which is just south of Hutchinson, Minnesota. And uh, we were we were probably fishing for panfish, and we, I caught a pretty big largemouth bass on a simple what we call a flu-flu jig. It's just a simple hair jig. And we were using minnows for crappies and stuff. And that's when I switched over to topwater and I got quite a few more largemouth bass. And I was probably, oh, I would say five or six years old. That's kind of really what got it, got it all started. And to be honest with you, when I got to junior high, I was in, in my high school, early high school years, I was so focused on sports and, and being really good at basketball and all those other extracurricular activities. I was just really in the sports that I, I kind of put fishing aside and then it got to my junior and senior year and that's when I really like wow I love this fishing aspect I did a lot of tournaments even as a young kid in high school so that's really what they got the drive going for sure all right question number three and knowing your passion for muskies you probably know it to the eighth of an inch but what is the biggest fish you've ever caught so if we're gonna go by weight um, it would be without a doubt probably a halibut. I used to work in Alaska, oh. and um, yeah, we caught plenty of halibut well over that 100-pound range. Um, and I even went to Alaska a couple years um, after high school just for uh, just for funsies, just to take a vacation and stuff with my buddy and I, the same buddy I'm talking about, <laughs> who I went to college with as uh, uh, and roomed with him my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and so probably a halibut as far as weight goes. A sturgeon was right up there, too, as far as length and, and weight as well. So I'm a big fan of fishing for lake sturgeon as well. But as far as big fish, probably a halibut. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, favorite movie without time. I'm really big into comedy, so I would definitely say Tommy Boy. I'm a big Tommy Boy fan. You know, it's probably not... Um, probably not as well known now, but man, for those 90s kids, I was a big Tommy Boy fan. Oh, Dumb and Dumber's right up there, too, but uh, Tommy Boy's one of my favorites. Oh, I'm a big Tommy Boy fan. I particularly love the scene where they're, they're belting out the carpenters. I, that cracks me up. Uh, isn't time. that the best way? <laughs> no, Chris Farley's awesome. I'm a big Chris Farley fan, for sure. All right, finally, question number five. Uh, you found out you have but one meal left to eat on planet Earth. What's it going to be? My, I would say fish. You know what? I'm going to pick fish, and I'm going to pick crappies. And I'm going to pick uh, crappies that are lightly breaded, and um, they're on an electric frying pan, and hopefully made by my mother, because she makes the best fish. I absolutely love them. That would be my last meal. Boy, even, even his last meal, he's going to eat healthy. That's right, you know. <laughs> they're delicious. All right, Isaiah, one more time, if people want to book you this uh, summer for a fishing trip uh, in the Park Rapids area or a musky trip somewhere in Paul Bunyan country, how do they do that? Yeah, again, this is Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Services. They can find me on all the uh, social media platforms, uh, Facebook, for example, um, Instagram, all those things. Um, or simply just give me a call, um, 218-308-8695. He's Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. I'm Kev Jackson. Isaiah, great to have you back on the show, and uh, I know you're looking forward to it, but hope you catch some big muskies on opening weekend. Hey, we're pumped, Kev. Thanks so much for having me on. Much appreciated. Now we're going fishing. Fun, buddy, and country.